We back in the building, yeah, from Dallas, Texas. This is your host Najib Rusam with the To Do Real Estate. Yeah, I have a host in the in the freaking show today. His name is Karam Kali. Mr. Kali, how you doing, sir? What's up, my hey. brother? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm good. Man, there's a lot of energy in this. That's how you make those intros. I like it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I gotta keep it up. Up, up high so like because when we come here i'm here you here because we're trying to kind of get you going i'm not here to body i'm here to entertain you and give you information so you can get excited and go through the excitement because if you're not excited in the beginning in the beginning there's no way you're gonna freaking do this stuff right there's no way you're gonna continue and i'm yeah. excited so let's get going with what okay. we have today yeah so before we start i want to recap the first thing i discussed is that you have to understand this is your vehicle real estate needs to be your vehicle before you can move forward Secondly, you have to have a goal. If you do not have a goal, please get your goal right. It needs to be sexy. I talked about it, how sexy it needs to be. So go check out the other podcasts I did. And so I discussed about what type of thing you can do real estate. You can do wholesale, flipping, which right now the season we're in is flipping. And you can do a become a business which is becoming a real estate agent or invest. Then today we've been talking about flipping. Right, we talk about how to get money in flipping. We talk about how to find deals. Now I broke somebody who have done flipping, Mr. Karam Kari, done some flipping, some crazy flipping, and I have to discuss something like 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 he told me a story about the gun thing. That I want to start there, Mr. Karam Kari. Tell him about. Uh, today I want to let, let me recap it real quick. Today I want to discuss about the deals and how like to get like inside the deals and stuff. Because yeah. we already know how like a. You get what deal you get from I wish I for closer deal that's mainly where you get your deal flipping deals. Is that right or am I like half I'm, half? You're right in some sense. Yeah. 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 And by by the way, the way foreclosure is done is that uh, the court, so the bank. When that's you, a, that, that, we'll get into that as we progress forward yeah. to tell them how it's done. Okay. But you said what story were you talking about? I'm trying I, to just remember. Okay. I, so like I think is either you or Roger discussed about this story where you was going to look at a house which had explained them how to look at a house and you have a list of a house and you went to look inside the house and there was a dude already in the house so you, know, you went inside the house when the freaking house was closed dude i told you guys this is your 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 risk when you're doing this stuff when you're going inside in the houses when you're supposed to be inside like just give us a little bit like a tips on that so basically that story was we didn't actually go inside the house because of course you can't it's illegal you can only look at the houses on the outside whenever you're doing <laughs> foreclosure properties so seeing it from the outside i walked to the front door and there was a there was a screen door on there in front of the actual door and it was basically called a storm door and that was fully tinted so i was standing right in front of it looking around on the house on the exterior the bricks making sure foundation is good and the whole time there was a six foot seven big guy standing in front of the door what? and i had no clue <laughs> and he just literally tells me what are you doing here through uh, the door yeah and i just got a heart attack uh-huh. and then i have to kind of play it off and just say oh i'm over here because i'm looking at your house and i see that you may need a new roof and right. i quoted him for the roof yeah and i just act like i was a roofing company yeah. but there are so many times where I got in awkward positions with homeowners being there and me not knowing and I'm just over there investigating their house. Yeah. It's very dangerous if you're bumping into the wrong person, of course. So like what, like are you supposed like to look at the, on the outside? Like, and so like, what, when does it become a problem? When you step on the property or when you just eat good when you're outside? Like, 
Just vi- imagine this. Whoever's listening to the podcast right now, imagine this. You're inside your bedroom and you hear some noise on the outside of your house in the backyard. Yeah. And you open the bedroom's window, mm-hmm. you open the blinds, and you see someone investigating your house and looking at your bricks and looking at the backyard, and you're like, what the hell is this person doing? All right. That person was me. Okay. So automatically, you start thinking this person's trying to rob your house, okay. this person's trying to harm you or do something or steal from you. Okay. So you get defensive, and if you're a crazy person living in the house, mm-hmm. you could run out with a gun. Yeah. You could run out with a knife. You could run out to fight. You could call the cops. Mm-hmm. So that's how I want you to understand it. If you're someone who's in the real estate game, looking at people's properties, yeah. the second you step foot on their grass, and they see you from the window, you're automatically someone who's trying to attack them if you're not coming directly to the front door and knocking or ringing nicely. So the second you step foot on that grass is when you have to be very cautious. Yeah, so you heard him, right? The guy's been doing it, right? I've never went inside somebody perfect. I'm sitting in my car, I got my binoculars and I'm just looking at the property. Oh, you're one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> you got those the binoculars are... <laughs> looking at people. That's scary. Yeah, yeah. If someone catches you looking at them with binoculars, they're gonna yeah. think that you're on. They're gonna think you're something yeah, else, it man. Yeah, be like there's like a was it a stalker yeah. or something, you know? Yeah. There's risk that comes involved with it, but of course with risk there's reward, and if you're smart with how you play it, you're gonna come out winning great. All right, so let's discuss about these deals, right? So like I think you go on 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 Zillow and you look up the deals, and so I talk up, I told them that the first thing they need to do is to find money, which I told them about one hundred twenty. 120,000 something like that yeah so that you can have a rehab money too so like you at the courthouse how so how do you negotiate that deal like tell us like the process from like you you getting the deal from a from a like what is it zillow then you're going to get the deal they say in those 50 deals you you, get some deal and which one do you get like there's a lot of ways to go about it you can go on zillow redfin realtor.com trulia all those websites sell homes but they sell homes at market price. We're not in the business to buy a house for $100 and sell it for $100. We're in the business to buy it for $60 and then sell it for $100. Of course, you're putting thousands for houses, but you understand the point. So when you, when you go on those websites, those are all market-priced homes, and you don't want those. You want to either buy from wholesalers who get great deals and margin it up by 5 10k and sell you it and do all the work for you, or you can go to foreclosures, which are auctions at the courthouses. Those have a lot of risk, and a lot of people do them. The first month they go, they won't come back the next month or ever again, because they lost thousands of dollars, so that's extremely risky. Mm-hmm. But if you know how to do it the right way, you can make a fortune from it. And of course, it takes a lot of time, a lot of research, and a lot of hours of labor work that you will not get paid for a lot of the months. I've put hours and hours, I'm talking at least 72 hours plus in my car, 72 hours in my car, of course, throughout the month, looking at properties just for the auction. And I've done labor work in my house, in my Mm -hmm. office, doing work of researching the comps for over three, 400 homes per month to get me just one deal. Mm -hmm. And I would still leave from the auction empty handed. So I'm talking, you can put weeks of work into this auction that you're trying to get these homes for mm-hmm. from and you can leave empty-handed and how you leave empty-handed is because the properties you've been working for 
a lot of them get pulled at the auction yeah. a lot of them don't go through at the auction and a lot of them get bidded so high by these inexperienced people who are just trying to enjoy buying a house from the auction yeah. and those are the ones who don't return uh -huh. because the inexperienced pay too much uh -huh. and then they get screwed at the end of the day and remember we're going to the auction to not pay market price yeah. so when someone bids market price it makes no sense to get into that bid Okay. Auctions are risky. If you know how to do them, you can make money, but they take a lot of work every single month and it's continuous. And the day you stop working is the day you stop making money if you're in the auction business. So like what site at this you getting this like properties? There's no sites for it. Remember these auctions are going from the county. So they are given from the county itself. Whichever county you're in, Cali, Texas, New York, wherever you're at, there's always an auction. Okay. Those auctions are given from the state itself, from the county itself. Those The list of properties are coming from that county. So whatever county you're in, mm -hmm. walk up to the county, mm -hmm. get the list from them, and get to work. And that's how you find out which properties are going to the auction. Right. From the county's list, they provide you with it. Okay. okay. That list is literally going to be 500, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 homes, depending how many houses are going to auction that month. You can go to auction one time and see 1,500 homes. Mm -hmm. You gotta narrow down what you want. Do you want condos? Do you want apartments? Do you want land? Do you want residential? Do you want commercial? <clears throat> then what years do you want? What price range do you want? What kind of uh, foreclosures do you want? Do you want the second lien, the first lien? Do you want them to have... It gets very detailed, but you have to begin by going to the county courthouse and getting that simple list that they provide that's so damn detailed. Simple list, but so damn detailed. God damn man, this is some good information, yeah, <laughs> dude. Like, like I did this stuff, but like I didn't go narrow into it. I just did. You, like, you did it, but the overview. You yeah, haven't went into the super and the, into the details. No, I'm not it. talking about like the, the the podcast. I'm talking about like the the flipping. I the just flipping. Did, yeah, yeah, I just I just did the freaking. Uh, Remember the this, people. Yeah. Do just like that. Yeah. They don't get into the details of it. Yeah. They buy from just what they see, uh -huh. and a lot don't return. Okay. I was literally standing by someone in the auction. Yeah. Property was market price at uh -huh. 170,000. Uh -huh. And I was standing right by them and I wanted this property. Uh -huh. The property sold for $183,000. And I just told you that market price was 170. Uh -huh. I ran the comps, I ran the deals and uh -huh. I wanted that property for myself. So I was nowhere near paying 170 for yeah. that because that's market. Uh -huh. I want to get at least at least 30k, 30K. difference because you don't know what you're gonna enter. You can't see the inside. Is it, hold on, 30k is that the after RV after you get like after the rehab is that 30k? I, if your the house profit? is worth 170k. Mm -hmm and I'm desperate and I haven't had houses for a couple of months and yeah. I'm just trying to get myself a deal, I'm willing to get that house at 140,000, okay. okay? I'm willing to put into it $10,000, mm -hmm. give or take, 150K, mm -hmm. and I'm willing to sell it for a 20K difference. Mm -hmm. And after closing and after realtor costs and after everything, I might come out, if everything went as planned, $8,000. Maybe, give or take around 8,000. Could be less depending on closing costs. Your that profit? My profit will be $8,000. Okay. People watch these shows and think, oh my God, you're making 100K <laughs> per flip. Yeah, that's per... The, no, I was thinking about like at least 10K. Like that's At what... least 10K. Remember, I told you if I'm desperate, I'll pick okay. it up and okay. I'll make that much. Okay. Okay. People are thinking that the auction, every property you purchase is going to make you 100K. That is far from the truth. You'll make that if there is not a person showing up at auction and if literally you're the only one showing up because it's a blizzard outside and that's when you probably get that steal. 
very, very rare to get those kind of deals. And if you get them, they're gonna be a lot of work to do because you're probably gonna be building the ground up, the house ground up for that. But there's deals, of course, out there. People have done it before. People have made those hundreds of thousands of dollars from these flips. It's not impossible. I've made a great amount of money from flips and I've made money that I was never expecting before from these flips. So it's doable, but you gotta bump into the right stuff, into the right deals, and you're not gonna get lucky. It's all about the work you put in and being ahead of the pack. So I wanna ask you about the, the these deals. How many deals do you keep like going? Like in a month, how many deals do you have to have to keep like growing? How hard to keep skilling and stuff? Remember this. Auctions are only cash. Okay. If I have a hundred thousand dollars cash, uh -huh. sounds like a lot. Okay. It's not. Uh -huh. You can probably buy yourself a quarter of a property. Okay. That's exaggeration. You can buy yourself a good one property, but that's not enough if you're trying to keep on buying multiple houses. Okay. If you're trying to do three, four flips a month, okay. you're looking at you have to have at least at least six hundred thousand mm dollars. -hmm. Because if you're buying each property for a hundred k, that's four hundred k, right? And you got renovation. Let's say for four properties, it's a hundred k. That's five hundred thousand dollars. You want six hundred k to have a hundred thousand margin in case you get screwed, in case things don't go your way, in case these properties don't sell the timings you want. You got to pay property tax. You got to pay mm -hmm. insurance. You got to pay your contractors. You have to have those margins, and of course, you're not gonna find every house in the auction for exactly 100. Some might be a 120, some might be 130, some might be 80. But the lower you go on the prices, the more competition, because the people who have 80K is a lot. A lot of people have that. A lot of people partner up and put 40, 40 each, and they can get that. So the cheaper you go, the more competition, the less of a good deal you're gonna get, and the more headache, because you're gonna be in the dangerous areas the cheaper you go on the property's value. So you gotta look out for all those stuff. So uh, when when I was telling them, I told them first of all to get like the the money. Would you say that's the first thing they should be doing first before they look at any deal? That's great advice because let me tell you one thing: if you don't have money, you don't have properties. If you don't have a hundred dollars, you can't grab yourself anything because you need to have money to get that thing. If you have $100,000, you can get yourself that rental property. You can get yourself that flip property. 100K could get you probably four properties under a mortgage, under through the banks. So if you have money, you can get the deals. So just like Najib said, if you don't have the money, then you're not making any deals. You can't get any deals, so it's not going to work. Auctions are only cash. And if you're buying properties for long term to rent, you got to get a mortgage. And for a mortgage, you need... 20%, 15%, 10%, you can put 3.5%, but that's not what you want to do. Yeah. I always recommend if you put 20% down on a property, mm -hmm. you're going to be in good standings, good equity. If anything doesn't go the way you want it to go, you have that margin to be able to protect yourself instead of paying 3.5% on an FHA loan mm -hmm. and getting slammed if something goes wrong. Yeah. So, but like another thing is that I was looking at this, this uh, I don't know if I'm right or wrong. I was looking at whenever you purchase a property, you have to have it for six months before you, you sell it again. So what is that? Am I, uh, did I read that wrong? Or? No, you read that correct to mm -hmm. a certain extent. Mm -hmm. It's funny you mentioned that. My first property, I got screwed because I didn't know that. <laughs> My first property I purchased, I bought it. And I had to wait three months for the title to be in my name before yeah. I could sell yeah, it. Because you have, you have so equity. instead of six months, it's three months. Uh -huh. And you have to wait three months for an FHA loan. Conventional okay. loan, you can sell it within that month. You yeah. can sell it automatically, basically. But FHA, you yeah. have to wait three months. So my yeah. first property, I 
fixed it up and mm -hmm. I put a month of straight work every single day and it was in the winter time and I was working every day towards making that house mm -hmm. come into a reality to sell it and make some money. Mm -hmm. Come to sell it, I get literally probably, I'd say 12 offers the first day of listing. Yeah. On fire. Mm -hmm. And I was looking through them, I listed the property for $165,000. Uh -huh. I got at least at least eight offers for 165 and the other four 170, 168, 173, yeah. 175, uh -huh. people paying closing and it was just, you know, differences like that. Uh -huh. I pick up the one for $170,000 uh -huh. and then I find out uh -huh. after we signed the contract, uh -huh. after we waited exactly 1 month that we can't close on it because they found out, the underwriters found out that it's not in my name for over three months. I was so Yeah, I was like, off. I heard something like that. Cause I, was I like, had a lot of conventional <laughs> offers and I could have, I would have, I would have took a conventional for 165 yeah. rather than taking a FHA for 170 or 175 uh, uh. because quick closes on quick flips means your money's moving fast, means you're out of the deal quicker, means you're making more money down the long term because you're just moving fast. Don't get greedy off of two, three, four, five K. Mm. The faster the money's back in your pocket, the faster you make the next flip and you keep moving. The longer you keep it, the more mistakes and issues can occur. Okay. So that happened to me and I found out that I got to hold it for another two damn months. Imagine you have one property, your yeah. first, uh -huh. and you got to sit for three, three months itching your hair, trying to figure out when it's going to get sold. And don't forget, on the 89th day, uh -huh. they could still back out. Yeah. Yeah, because they on option period. They, they can still option no, period. Ten, ten it doesn't even matter option period or not. Yeah, you can literally back out on the day yeah. of close. I was in a oh, deal yeah, yeah, and I yeah, was yeah, closing on the in the yeah. title company closing uh -huh. and it didn't go through. Yeah, and I was closing. Yeah, the money is never your money until it's in your bank yeah, account. Yeah, yeah, so make sure you never get too excited that the deal closed uh -huh. until you see the money in your account because it could literally get closed. No, and the even, money the check. No, even the check. Not even the check. Because it can bounce 50 different ways. Okay. Okay, so that was my first thing was when you buy in these properties, FHA loan. And guess what? That was my realtor's fault. Oh. That's not my you? fault. My realtor didn't even know. Because my realtor didn't deal with investors. I get you, bro. I get you. <laughs> <laughs> my realtor did not deal with investors. So I was uh -huh. looking at my realtor like... Uh -huh. What the hell's going on? And yeah. the realtor's over there uh -huh. itching their hair saying... Uh -huh. I didn't even know that that was a three-month process that she got away. And I, was I like, didn't yeah. even know. It's, it's on the freaking document. It's, like in the exam, the they ask you that. Realtors know things, but they don't know everything. So yeah. I didn't blame the realtor, but at the same time, it was a clear mistake from yeah. the realtor. That right there could have completely made me just stop using that realtor. Mm -hmm. But I understood mm -hmm. that that realtor worked with me before I got into the real estate game and investing game yeah. and was being patient, taught me the things I needed, kind yeah. of referenced me to what I needed. Uh -huh. So it was a mistake, uh -huh. a two month loss on my end, uh -huh. but I gave that realtor a shot. And ever since then, that realtor has been killing it for me. So like, I want to kind of clear this thing. You talking about getting the money from the bank. I didn't discuss anything from the bank. I discussed thing from a personal a investors investor yeah so like like is that kind of like a, like what's the best one personal or you just going to the bank and how do you get this money from the bank if you have no credit you've never done this like what what we bank will give me thirty thousand or eighty thousand to 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 buy a property 
So you can go through investors, you can go through banks, right? Going through banks, you require two years of your income tax statements. They require the most recent pay stub. They require that you give them information, a lot of information, to validate that you're worth giving that loan. Yeah. What if you're 18 years old? How the hell are you going to get two years back? What were you working since you were 16? Were you working since you were 16, 17? No. Were you pulling in 50, 60K a year? No. No. Right? So how are you going to qualify for a loan? Mm -hmm. You have to understand that the banks... They have their ups and they have their downs, but yeah. if you're 18, it's not going to be easy to get. Even okay. if you're 20, even if you're 23, 24, yeah. you're still trying to build yourself, your yes. credit, your portfolio, right? Mm-hmm. Investors are the key out of the the way out of that and are the key. Mm-hmm. If you can find yourself investors who believe in you, believe in the vision, they see you have the hustle, mm-hmm. they see you have your answers, they see you're in the right area, they will invest. People have money and they want to give the money to the right person. It won't be easy, it'll be tough, but that's the best way. And they're not going to be like banks. If the deal loses money, mm-hmm. they understand because yeah. they invested. Yeah. If things didn't go the right way, they understand. If delays happen, they understand. Uh-huh. Banks are in the business to so make money and nothing else. Yeah. The second you stop paying is the second your house is taken back. Okay. Period. Investors, they're in a different game. They're in the business game. They want to make money and they understand losses happen. Banks don't even understand what the word losses mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah they don't know that. But so again, go refresh on my first podcast. I discussed about how to get a, a just a normal investor. By that way, just doing a quick recap, the investor need to not have enough time to do the deals. Because if they have time, uh-huh. why the freaking should you give uh-huh. you the freaking money for? And the second, they need you need to be in charge of the deal. You need to be the decision maker. You know what I'm saying? You can't have an investor who didn't show up for the whole deal mm-hmm. shows up a weekend and yeah. tells a contractor do this do this and do yeah. that whenever you have the entire layout and plan of what you want what you want to do mm-hmm. you can't change all the sheetrock because you know your margins are going to get tight yeah. the investor doesn't know the margins so he's going to come in and change all the sheetrock right mm-hmm. you have to understand the investor may have more experience than you maybe in real estate or maybe in life in general but yeah. if you're taking control take full control of the deal i never bring an investor unless he he or she is a silent partner yeah they don't say a word mm-hmm. they don't need to show up to the property i do everything from a to z mm-hmm. these investors are going to require a big chunk of the profit mm-hmm. but to build yourself to build your portfolio mm-hmm. we're not looking for money right now we're looking yeah. for experience we're looking for reputation and we're looking for someone who just believes in us because for someone to give you 100k cash mm-hmm. 150k cash yeah must see something in you that others don't definitely definitely and by the way you don't need them you don't need one investor you can have multiple investors doing that type of thing yeah. you can have multiple investors the one issue is you got to run multiple numbers yeah. you have to have multiple accounting systems and it just gets hectic yeah. one investor for one property per property is excellent if you got to mix and match do it but be very cautious with the funding and make sure you tell these people what they're getting into don't sell them a dream don't sell them and put your name on the line and then get them screwed by losing their money. Make sure you're ready and make sure that you've done every single type of research you got to do before you get into it. Okay, so moving forward, and uh, by the way, other than that, there's another way you can get money. It's a, a what is it, a private money lending. Private money lending. Those guys, hard money lending. Those guys are, they're going to hit you so hard. They got point systems yeah. and they have... You have to give them my, their money back in six months. And if you got to be back in six months or a year, uh-huh. it's such a big headache. You come out with a thousand bucks after profit and you're yeah. just like, is this even worth my time? People do it. It works for people. Yeah. If you get yourself a great deal uh-huh. and everything lines up exactly, the contractor and the rehab and the selling and the realtors do everything the way you need it. 
if everything lines up, you'll come out with something. Yeah. But just let one thing mess up and see how far back you get set back. Sure. Yeah. Right? It's a game of timing. And if you're in in the property too long, mm-hmm. if you got investors, if you got hard money lenders, if you got banks, yeah. man, if you have your property a month longer, mm-hmm. everything, all those profits that you had, all those margins you had can just go down the drain. It's hectic. You heard you, man. Just like, be careful, you know, do your like research, do your homework before like you said, Hey, I talk, I talk about this in the first podcast, so go listen to it and you get some Doing your research knowledge. and doing your homework. Now, I'm telling you all the the dangerous aspects, the things yeah. that can get you in harm. Yeah. Don't get that mixed up with how beautiful and fun mm-hmm. and how much money you can make in this industry. I'm exactly. literally being straightforward with you guys, yeah. telling you, don't screw up. This is what can go down. This mm-hmm. is how much you can lose. This mm-hmm. is the time it takes. This is the effort it takes. And you're probably over there like, man, do I even want to get in this? Trust mm-hmm. me, you want to get in this yeah. because every single business has its ups and downs. Yeah. And for real estate, mm-hmm. the downside, it sounds bad, but it's not as bad as it sounds. Yeah. The upside is it's all wild. the way to the sky because, baby, it is beautiful. It's blazing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> real it's estate fine. I mean, I'm is the game. It, it, I mean, Every millionaire or it's be like multi-millionaire has a real estate investment. Why do you think they do that? Like, like do you think they just like wasting their time because there's money in this thing? Like, cause when I was learning, like I was looking on the property file, like in 19 something, real estate in depreciation it just goes slow. So like it's, it's a slow movement. Real estate's always going up. Ask me why. Everybody needs a roof over, over their head. head. Yeah. If you're a buyer. If you're a seller, yeah. if you're a renter, even the homeless need uh-huh. a roof on their head. Uh-huh. So no matter what, uh-huh. your property will 1 million percent get rented uh-huh. if you're the smart person and know how to market it yeah. and you got the right price. Yeah. Guaranteed. Everybody needs a roof over their head. Trust okay. me. Nobody wants to get rained on. For sure. Cause, so like let's discuss about like this thing called a rehab, right? So like you had your property, you got the property from the uh, the court, whatever, like you, for the auction. Then you, it's not even just from the auction. You can just say you got your property from wherever you got. The yeah, property. whatever. You There's nothing yeah. limited to auction. Auction is just a fifteen percent of the real estate yeah. game. Yeah. Right. You don't have to just do auction. You can do a million other things, and I do a million other things. Okay. Auction was just one yeah, aspect yeah. of it. You can do like I, I'm gonna discuss because we're doing wholesale type of thing. That's another topic we wanna discuss about, like in, in another uh, uh, season. Yeah. Which will come on that how to get funds. Wholesale is another game. Yeah. People love it because you don't have to have a penny right. to get into yeah. it. So you have people flocking to it. Uh-huh. And it's beautiful, but yeah, it's everything so that's easy for everyone to get into means what? It's tough to yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, I Because if everybody can get into yeah. it, that means did, there's too much competition. Yeah. I, right? I so don't forget that, guys. That's So, like, you got the property, so, and you're trying to rehab so you can put it uh, on the marketplace. You, you can, so, what, what is it? Like, you got the property, then what do you do? I got the property. Okay. I drive to the property. Mm-hmm. I look at the outside. Okay. I look at the right side, the left side. Okay. I look at the back side. Yeah. I have to, I have to open the fence to get to the All back right, side, I of see. course. <laughs> or it might have no fence. I just got to step right over the yeah. grass or whatever there is. Right. And I look at it from a 360 angle. Okay. Sometimes I even 
jump onto the roof and uh -huh. I check those shingles to yeah. make sure that there's no roof damage. Uh -huh. But, mm -hmm. 360 of the property, the shell of it, the exterior, mm -hmm. I open the front door, I walk into that entrance, that hallway, I look to my right, to my left, straight, living room, kitchen, bedrooms, all of that, boom. It's so easy. The carpet stinks, uh -huh. the paint is peeling, <laughs> You yeah. got a pink and a green room. You have one room that's blue and it's half purple. And then you got the trim on the bottom. It's all ripped out. You got the kitchen cabinets rusting with cockroaches floating on them. Mm -hmm. You got crickets all over the fireplace. What? The fireplace's bricks are looking like they're from the 1910s. Yeah. <laughs> I just grab a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Brick needs to be replaced on yeah. the fireplace. Yeah. Or needs to be painted. Okay. Kitchen cabinets need all new kitchen cabinets okay. or need to be painted. Right. New carpet, new flooring because half of the tile's cracking. Oh yeah. man, the tile's cracking. Maybe mm -hmm. there's foundation problem. Yeah. Let me go check and get my guy out to give an estimate or get yeah. my girl out to do an estimate. Yeah. Literally, what you see is what you write on the paper, yeah. go back to your office, go back to your bedroom, yeah. and just start to see, I need a paint job. How do I get this paint job? Call the person who does it. I need some flooring, call the person who does it. I need a foundation check. Everybody gets free estimates. I can literally go right now, online, Facebook, or Google, and just on Facebook, for example, I need a foundation repair person, I swear I will get over 40 numbers in the first one hour. The game is so easy to find people with this internet technology we have. It's too easy to find the people to do the jobs. To find the right person is of course a different game. But it's just like that. See the property, see what you need to do, yeah. find the people to do it for you, mm -hmm. manage them, sign the contracts with them, mm -hmm. don't pay them anything upfront, make sure that you pay them for what they're bringing in. Mm -hmm. If the contractor says he needs 5K upfront, so you better bring me some 5K <laughs> damn worth of floors or you're not getting 5K. <laughs> he better bring you, if the paint job is worth 10K yeah. and he wants 5K, so you better bring 50 gallons of paint before I give you this 5K. Yeah. Have something that they bring. Yeah. Don't hand them 5K mm -hmm. and say bye, I'll see you tomorrow because mm -hmm. you're not seeing nothing tomorrow. Yeah. But so like so like so you don't use any inspector for the like for the not the, at all no not at all I'm okay. the inspector <laughs> but remember <laughs> your first property, first property yeah and you're over there like I'm not an inspector I have no clue what the what hell the I'm doing well I'm like, you have yeah. no idea and yeah. as real estate investors we don't cuss so yeah. we don't say anything <laughs> that has to do with cussing we try to stay clean and flashy right so you say oh, what. In the heck is going on? What's the phrase is this? You have, <laughs> you have no clue what's about to happen. So you can get yourself an inspector. Yeah. But remember, if you do an auction, you yeah. can't get an inspector. Yeah. You can, but he's going to look at it from the outside just like you are. Yeah. So just learn how the outside rules have to go and you don't need one. You save yourself 300 bucks. Yeah. If you're buying a house that you can go inside and stuff, get an inspector, pay him the 300 bucks, let him yeah. do what he has to do. Yeah. That's no problem. Yeah. But realistically, how long does an inspection need to be? Inspection probably takes about two hours, I would okay, say. They probably okay. take around two hours. Because yeah, I think it tells me it takes me three hours. Maybe. It could take. It depends yeah. on the inspector. Basically. Some take longer, yeah. some take quicker. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand that inspection for cosmetics is not needed. You could see what's wrong. Now, plumbing, foundation, mm -hmm. electrical, yeah. HVAC, those things you can't really inspect mm -hmm. unless you have the tools. For AC work, you can't really inspect. You can turn on the AC, see if it's cold. Mm -hmm. You can, the foundation, you can check the bricks if they're cracked. You can see if the house is not leveled. You can see if the inside has cracking on the walls, on the floors. 
You can do the electrical, open the lights, see what's working, what's not working. Plumbing, go use the bathroom and flush the toilet and see what happens. <laughs> but, <laughs> right? It gets too much detailed. So my advice is if you can't do all those checking, which majority of time I don't do, yeah. I literally just margin it with my numbers of buying the property. Okay. And I put it with the repair costs just in, as, as a, just in case. I would look, I would say foundation needs to be repaired. If it doesn't look too bad, if the house is decent, I would say, let me put 5K for that. Okay. I would look if I see the plumbing. See, plumbing, you can't, you have to go dig under the ground. What do I look like? I have a shovel to go dig in under the people's property? No, <laughs> you can't really tell. Yeah. So plumbing, I wouldn't really assume anything. I would say maybe water heater goes out. Let's say it's $1,000. Mm -hmm. Those couple oh, things. Yeah. So plumbing, I'll throw 2000 okay. Electrical, it's usually not that bad. If you're buying an old house, 1920s, you probably need all new wiring. Okay, but if yeah. you're buying a 1990, 2000, 2005, you shouldn't worry about that. Okay. It's gonna be minor stuff. Okay. Unless the tenant or the person who lived in it cut every single thing in the house. <laughs> Those are unexpected things you can't even, ex you can't yeah. even under, you can't, you really can't know that that's gonna happen, yeah. right? Yeah. You just got a margin. So those numbers are just depending on what's happening. How much is that? Um, electrical, electrical can run you 10, 20, 30K if the whole house needs to be rewired. Wow. But for electrical, if it's a 2,000 year house, yeah. I would just throw a thousand bucks. Yeah. Gotta change a fan, change a cord, change a breaker. You know, things change a piece in the breaker, of course. Not, nothing too detailed, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. HVAC, a new AC system can run you probably $5,000 mm -hmm. inside and outside. Mm -hmm. Those are just being super cautious. Mm -hmm. If you can get the property after running the highest numbers mm -hmm. for repairs, yeah. you're getting a steal because majority of time you're gonna walk in, foundation's good, AC's good, electrical's good, plumbing's good, mm -hmm. and imagine you margin $15,000 for that. Imagine yeah. you don't have to repair any of that. Yeah. You have 15K yeah, profit already in your this, pocket. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it'll happen. Those Some of those will be messed up. I had a lot of properties. All of those were messed up. Some mm -hmm. of them weren't, but just take your steps and be safe because it can happen and it will happen at times. I had a lot of things that popped up I didn't know that were gonna be wrong with the property and I was there itching my head, but I margined enough to be able to cover the cost and my profits were a bit less, but it's a lesson learned and you move forward. Yeah, but it's more about just start than you learn as go. And another thing is that on foundation, two ways you can check is that if there's like a crack that keep going, if the brick's cracking on the outside, foundation's messing up. It's not technically messing up. In Texas, our, our soil is so hard because it's so dry. So it typically starts to crack the property. So you have to understand that some cracks are not related to foundation. They're just related to minor movements, settlement movements in the property. But if it's a really big crack that you can slip through and enter the garage, yeah. trust me, that's foundation. Listen, well, you can if, put a coin if, and it goes through it. If you can do that, if you can walk through the foundation crack, trust me. <laughs> trust you me, that house, that house doesn't need foundation. It you didn't, you didn't move anything. It's just that that house has to go. Um, and, and those I, type of things, you know? I think I saw it was uh, if the, the freaking whatever, the restroom door, if you can't can close the door. If you can't close the doors on the inside of the house, yeah. it's a sign it of foundation. Is, is like, like, uh, if it's sticking, push. it's gluing yeah. to the door yeah. and you got to punch it into the door. It has a foundation. Yeah. It has a, it could be minor, it could be major. Yeah. If, if you just go far out from the house on the street and look at it and look straight, if you see the house is leaning over to the left or to the right, it's got something going on with the foundation. What about if it's just your head going this way? If it's your head just <laughs> leaning over, then you gotta get yourself checked by a chiropractor <laughs> and get it popped into place. Yeah, so like, uh, 
I remember one day we did was that like actually we did like it was we did a deal that way we went inside the freaking house was like full like I'm like this what, what these people live like like as this paper inside you were know the deal not a deal imagine this the deal you're talking about yeah Najib did a deal with me and went to this one property mm-hmm. you walk into the house and up to your hips is trash every single room every single step you take mm-hmm. That's how the house was and I had multiple properties like that. Mm-hmm. People just don't want to move their stuff out. Yeah. People just don't care about the house anymore. Mm-hmm. People just want to get out and don't want to have to deal with any of their old memories yeah. and they just keep their stuff there. So what happens and that's just the stuff you got to deal with. Sometimes you get some good stuff that you find. Some stuff is all trash. You just got to clean it. Yeah. Make sure you margin your cost with mm-hmm. that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. By the way, don't pay people to do that. Get your couple of friends and just pay them yeah if it's dollars. your first property yeah. my first property i did everything i could by myself mm-hmm. i changed light bulbs mm-hmm. i cleaned up the entire property trash up to my to my uh, thighs not to my thighs to my waist mm-hmm. i literally cleaned i had 200 contractor trash bags that were huge the biggest ones you can get yeah. and then i had to basically tie those up i cleaned all that i changed minor light bulbs i changed door knobs mm-hmm. i changed the basic stuff that i can just do myself mm-hmm. And I did all that, not too complicated, but it saved me 50 bucks here, 80 bucks here, yeah. 10 bucks here, and that put another 3-4k in my pocket, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Those minor stuff. I did the exterior landscaping. I bring that chainsaw and I started cutting that tree down. I started yeah. cutting the grass. Uh-huh. Saving yourself money on the first one. I did the landscaping. I put the mulch and all that stuff. So when you save those dollars yeah. on a first deal and you see the profits, you get happy. You're okay, like, man, definitely, definitely. I saved this money. This is a great thing yeah. to get into. Yeah. And then as you progress, you get busier. You start to hire people out. Yeah. The 200 contractor trash bags that I had, mm-hmm. I paid someone to bring their trailer mm-hmm. or to bring their box truck actually yeah. to haul those out. Yeah. Right. I paid him a couple hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. He did that for me. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. It's going to be too time consuming. I got to rent a U-Haul or whatever yeah. it is. I got to go dump it. Mm-hmm. Some stuff you have to be as a businessman or businesswoman. You have to understand what's worth your time and what's not. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I want to discuss about the <clears throat> lien or the cloud title. So like how so you get in this house is you don't know about what's going on with like like what is it? Like do you check before you get the house? Do you get Yeah, if you're check? buying a house from the auction, that's yeah. exactly why I said it's super dangerous. Yeah. Every property you have potential to purchase at the auction, you have that's to do a right. full title check. Yeah. And you have to see what the title's doing, how the title is, is there any liens on it? Mechanics lien, tax mm-hmm. lien, is there landscaping lien? Is there Uh, a second mortgage on it, a third mortgage on it. Mm-hmm. Who owns the property? Is there a break in the chain of titles? It's so detailed, and you got a deed of two hundred pages, mm-hmm. and in one of those pages, you can find something that could completely mess up the entire deal for you. Yeah. And if you skim over and you don't get into that one sentence in that two hundred pages uh-huh. of the deed, uh-huh. you can leave screwed. And that's exactly why I tell you when you do auctions, foreclosures, it's super dangerous. Uh-huh. I had someone buy a property right beside me, a $300,000 property at the auction one time. Uh-huh. He was so excited. I ran the title on that property and I saw I had a $56,000 mechanics lien. Shit. Property's ARV is $350,000. Uh-huh. He's buying it for $300,000. And I'm over there I don't know this guy, uh-huh. but I do know he's about to get screwed. <clears throat> and I'm over there and I just want to see what the house is going for cuz I was I liked the house. It was a beautiful house. Mm-hmm. The street name mm-hmm. was England Parkway. That was just a gorgeous name. Yeah, you, yeah. you would think you're in England. Mm-hmm. So I wanted mm-hmm. to know. Mm-hmm. House is worth 350k, 2016 build and he bids and he wins the property. Okay. 
and a lot of other people were there and they weren't bidding high they were bidding very slow because yeah. they majority of them knew what they was on the it property, the experience did their research yeah. he was yeah. inexperienced yeah. he buys the property i go whisper in his ear this has a mechanics lien of fifty six thousand dollars he looks at me and goes are you kidding uh-huh. i was like i'm dead serious i ran the title uh-huh. you can still buy it if you want but i'm just letting you know mm-hmm. i'm not even going to buy the property but i just wanted to give you a heads up mm-hmm. he went and he quickly canceled the deal mm-hmm. He got kicked out the auction. He can never bid on the properties again. <laughs> that auctioneer who auctions the property was pissed off. Uh-huh. He told him that he can't bid for the rest of the day. And if he does it again, he can't bid forever with that auction, uh-huh. with the auctioneer. Uh-huh. And he basically put the house back. Uh-huh. Then when the house gets put back, the auctioneer has to re-auction it before the day ends. Uh-huh. So he did just that. But uh-huh. the, the auction started to get a little more empty, uh-huh. less competition. That same person who bring it back to the auctioneer tried to pick it up for 250 k uh-huh. And the auctioneer refused to sell him it, uh-huh. right? But the property, to put it in perspective, uh-huh. he's paying 300 k Mm-hmm. Alina five uh, fifty six k. That's three hundred fifty six k. Property is worth three hundred fifty k. He has to do repairs. Who knows yeah. what's wrong with it? Yeah. He has to take out people from the house. Who knows who's in it? Uh-huh. And then he has to pay closing, which could be on that property around twenty five k, thirty k. On a imagine you're selling the property for three hundred fifty k. What's closing six percent? Yeah. He was already in loss mm-hmm. of forty k before he even stepped out to go yeah. see the property. And that's what I mean by you can literally. Make all the money you've been saving up go down the drain from one mistake for being lazy or for not knowing what you're getting yourself into. You got to be careful out there. Yeah. So uh, about this, so you say that they, you have to kick them out. Like, what do you mean kick people out? And then the people are already out? No. When you're buying properties at foreclosure, a lot of times the people are still living in it. Yeah. You got to go negotiate with them. Tell them to please leave the property. Pray that they don't damage the property. Some of them won't want to leave. Some of them will want to leave. But those people who want to leave will need at least a month. Mm. Will need to have money to move yeah, their stuff right. out. It's a headache. Yeah. Some of them who don't want to leave, you have to give them a week's notice. Then you got to file an eviction. Mm. Then you have a mad person inside the house mm. who can break, cut wires, mm. put cement down your toilet, and mess up all your plumbing. Who can just screw up the house. Mm. That's what happens when you're dealing with these foreclosures. It is not just about buying a house for 70 cents on the dollar mm-hmm. it's about the entire process on how you can nail that deal yeah. for 70 cents on the dollar definitely yeah and so i want to talk about one uh, two couple things is that uh, you mentioned about the the liens let's first explain them what type of liens they like it's cause like a property tax lien which is like you don't pay a property you know yeah property the, tax the, lien the there's uh, there's liens on the property mechanics lien yeah. someone did your foundation work mm-hmm. 15k you didn't the person who lived in there didn't pay him yeah. that foundation company put a lien on the property for yeah. 15k yeah. someone didn't pay their property taxes of three thousand dollars at the end of the year mm-hmm. there's a lien on the property those are priority you always have to pay those no matter yeah. what the mechanics lien sometimes can be negotiated off, sometimes can be messed with, but the tax lien you can't. Yeah. There could be a second mortgage. You could literally go to the auction and buy a second mortgage for $25,000, mm-hmm. not knowing that there's a first mortgage that's priority yeah. Yeah. for 150000 and you just paid one hundred seventy-five dollars for a house that's worth one hundred and thirty dollars mm-hmm. right? All types of liens, but it's basically whatever job was done on the house could be a lien onto that. Yeah. There's companies that come out for the city who cut the grass. Uh-huh. They'll put a three hundred dollar lien every time they cut your grass if you keep it too long. Uh-huh. HOA liens. Yeah. HOA all those liens, stuff. Yeah. 
So uh, another thing I want to discuss about that's called a, a, a cloud on your title when there's a lens on. Those are technical terms. Technical, technical For me, I could give two craps if it's a cloudy <laughs> title or if it's a rainy title. <laughs> I only care about what's on the damn title. All right, so I want to discuss about a uh, delayed base. What what what, what do you think? The what, what base? The lead base. The lead base. Sorry. The, the lead base for yeah. the property. Yeah, the property. Yeah. Who cares about that? The lead base is 1978 and prior. If yeah. the property so has lead. Like these guys who's buying this, they need to know if they should be buying lead bases. Is it, does it matter? If it matters when they buy the property, they gotta go confirm it's not lead base. Yeah. A lot of times it's not because 1978, yeah. the people who lived in it renovated it, they yeah. painted it new paint, they've done new work to it. Yeah. But if you get a property with lead base, you just gotta take those walls down, yeah, <laughs> take yeah. the walls down, paint the ha- paint the walls again. Not take the walls down literally, but basically re- remove it, paint the walls. Sometimes you have to remove sheetrock. It gets a bit more detailed. Mm-hmm. It's not that big of a deal, but it is a big of a deal because then you got to go into certain inspections and you got to get the city involved. And it gets more detailed than just selling a normal property that doesn't have lead base. But it shouldn't be your top concern is, is this lead base. Just make sure you research what lead base is and make sure you take precautions. Because if you can't see the inside of a house, just make sure you margin it like if it has lead base. Yeah. So a uh, so you got a, a investment for a hundred k. So get on us with the numbers from getting this hundred k and getting the properties, and then getting a how much you're giving an investor and how much you getting commission for the realtor and 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 the and how much you getting type of thing. It's as as the last thing and then close. Okay, so I'm gonna run you through real numbers right now on a real deal that I did. Yeah. I bought a property for $105,000. Okay. I put into that property. Okay, hold on. Did you, how much did you get for this? Is this the investor already give you 100K? Or is this like so $105,000. Okay. Investor, my money, my grandpa's money, the bank's money, mm-hmm. the hard money that's irrelevant. Just run the numbers of what I'm running of $105,000. Okay. I bought the property. Okay. Doesn't matter how I got the funds, just focus on how you're going to get the funds. Okay. $105,000. <laughs> Yeah. I paid in renovations. I have it on my um, my documents, but I around I'd say eighteen thousand dollars. Okay. One hundred hundred twenty three thousand dollars total investment. Mm-hmm. I sold the house for one hundred and sixty five thousand dollars. Okay. Forty two thousand dollars is what's left. Mm-hmm. From that forty two thousand mm-hmm. dollars, you have to pay a realtor cost. Mm-hmm. Six percent of one hundred sixty-five thousand is ninety-nine hundred. Mm-hmm. So forty-two thousand minus ninety-nine hundred dollars. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. Thirty-two thousand one hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Closing cost, other fees. I have to pay one-year property tax on it, which is around three k. Yeah. I'm gonna just estimate in the air that it was around six thousand dollars because I also paid for the title policy and for yeah, the yeah, home closing, warranty, yeah. etc. Yeah. Now that was around seven thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Just closing cost. Yeah. Profit on the property is around $25,000, give or take. Could be a little bit less by a couple thousand, a little bit more. I just have to check my numbers, but this is just average. Mm-hmm. $25K made on this property. Mm-hmm. Property took around two months to sell. Mm-hmm. So 60 days holding $105,000, mm-hmm. almost $123,000 after rehab. Mm-hmm. I made $25,000. Now, $25,000, split that between your investor. 
Okay. It's not about how much am I giving my investor okay. or how much I'm paying my bank or how much I'm paying the person who gave me the money. Yeah. Or if I got the money myself, that's all my profit. Mm -hmm. It's just about whatever you're doing with whoever you're doing it with, mm -hmm. do the numbers from there. If you're giving the investor okay. 1%, do the numbers on 25K. Okay. If you're giving him 10%, do the numbers on that. If you're giving him 50%, do the numbers on that. Right, so 25k was a net profit. Mm -hmm. Then, when you distribute, you got to pay taxes on that. Yeah. So, 25,000, depending on how much you make at the end of the year, could be 15% taxes, could be 20%, 33% also if you're making four or 500k plus a year. Right, yeah. so 25k on a property that's around two months of work. You got to split that with whoever's with you. Mm -hmm. These are deals that this was actually a good deal. Yeah, it was a good, it was a smooth one, it wasn't too much of good. a headache. And it was good numbers on it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had another deal that I freaking held for nine months and I made $200. So run the numbers I on that. I think that's the one I studied. Long story. Yeah. <laughs> run the numbers on that, yeah. right? You're yeah. going to have good deals. You're going to have bad yeah. deals. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's about learning and keep on moving forward. Okay. Right? So those are the numbers on that. There's money to be made. It's just about how you run the business and how you operate mm. and how you make the numbers make sense to you. Okay. Guys, look at uh, this 25,000 he made and just put it right there. And look at it, it's beautiful, man. It's gonna take freaking hard work to get to this 25,000, but it's beautiful, man. Just think about it, think about it when you're having this 25,000. And remember the goal the goal needs to be big enough so that you can do this. So, Another thing is that I want to talk to Karam to come here and tell us what the fuck Karam does and, and, and give us where we can follow Karam Kali. Hey, what is it? Karam Kali, tell us what do you do? Because we didn't really discuss about who this guy just bring on in the freaking show and just uh, <laughs> numbers. We just jumped right into it. Because <laughs> we like jumping into it. Yeah, you know I like I like it. Najib's got this podcast going and it's just hyped up. And in the beginning, he made it so energetic. I just went straight into it. Yeah. My name is Karam Khalil and I'm a, a real estate investor here in the Dallas, Texas area. Mm. What I focus on is basically being an investor within residential and I'm also leaning into commercial I'm working with home developments to actually build neighborhoods. Yeah. I have a team of people that I'm working towards with. Mm. I also have a trucking company, which is an 18-wheeler mm. uh, trucking company. So that's what I have on, which is my priority business. Real estate is something that I get going mm. whenever I have the time to get going, yeah. which is basically... Whenever you're doing your own business mm -hmm. and you find a good deal, you can leave that business and go do that deal. Okay. So it's basically something that happens consistently every single month and that's what I work on. So that's myself. Mm -hmm. I actually make YouTube videos on YouTube. Mm -hmm. All you gotta do is search my name, Karam Khalid, K-A-R-A-M-K-H-A-L-I-L. Mm -hmm. Those YouTube videos are vlogs of yeah. me opening my business, mm -hmm. of me doing vlogs of the properties that I'm flipping, mm -hmm. of me just doing my day-to-day -day operations. I haven't been posting heavily on it recently, but I did for a while and I have a lot of videos out there with a lot of content. Mm -hmm. My last seven videos are pure real estate videos of 30, 40 minutes of me just live streaming, answering any question that has to do with real estate. If you're trying to get in real estate, I have my album, which is step one, how to get into real estate, step two, mm -hmm. how to find investors, step three, and those are like 30 minutes each. They're interactive. Yeah. You can see me talking. You can mm -hmm. see me discussing on live mm -hmm. and also Instagram at Karam Khalid, you can find me there. Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, anyway, all the same stuff. Yeah. Follow me on one, you'll find the rest. Yeah. But that's what it is, guys. Follow him on your favorite social media. And by the way, it's called multiple, it's called a, what is it, multiple? Multiple of streams income. of income. Of income. So and yeah, I'm against that. 
Why you get stuck? That's, I that's... hate when people say multiple Dude, dude, listen, listen. It's, it's not. No, it's... no. Oh, no, no. Look, how old are you? First of all, how old are these guys? But how old are you? It's just the range. You don't even have to tell them. Like The range is... of how old I am? Yeah. Old enough to flip properties. Dude, tell the age, hey, man. Uh, these guys, like... Let them follow me on social media. Yeah. Let them follow me on but social media. But the guy, man, I've been knowing him for like almost two years. But like what he has done is just remind you. Like I'm really proud of him, right? Because we started some way and he's going that. some way. Like really. So if you have something, you're working as a regional thing and you can start another thing, that is incredible. I By agree. the way. But First, establish yourself yeah. in one yeah. before you do the next. Those who come to me with seven business ideas and do seven different things and not one is making them money, yeah. get out of here. You're wasting time, spreading yourself too thin, and you're not going in the right spot. You got to be very careful. Your focus needs to be on one thing. Mm-hmm. When I started real estate, I, li- I lived it, I breathed it, I ate it every single day. Yeah. I was property after property after property. And one year, I flipped so many houses, your hairs can't even count it. That's why I said it must be you. Like... First vehicle, it must be a vehicle. Your first vehicle, focus on it, establish it, and then don't move the lane. To the next. Stay in one lane and finish this lane. And remember, yeah. guys and girls, yeah. it is so damn fun yeah. once you get moving. Yeah. The beginning is tough, but I promise you, you persevere, you stay pushing forward, you are going to hit it big, and you are going to win, and you are going to love yourself for being able to push through. Don't give up. Understand that tough times will come, but it's about you keeping your head up and keeping on moving. All right, so as the one last thing I want to ask a Karam is that a Karam, so one guy on my a asked this thing on my Instagram page. I don't know why if you don't follow my Instagram page, I don't know what you're doing. That's I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's where the content is getting done. So like he asked me about like, dude, I know you follow Grant Cardone, but that was my that's that's my main. So that's, that's my guy. You love him. That's, that's my guy. He's rich. He's he has money. He's famous. He has. He's not rich. He's wealthy. Oh, I could be rich all day, day. long. Yeah, but if I'm chasing the money, wealthy. I am not. Yeah. I'm just rich. I'm yeah. not wealthy. Wealthy yeah. is you do your stuff at your own time. Yeah, yeah. And so he asked me, why should we trust you? What's your credibility? Like, what did, would you answer on that? Man, I got that question so much when yeah. I was first starting. What's your credibility? Investors, why should I give you $500,000? Why should I give you $100,000? Why should I give you fifty k? They asked me that. I knew my stuff inside and out. Presentation, PowerPoint, suited up, ready, hungry. I had every answer, every margin, every number, everything needed. I answered left and right. Yeah. That's exactly what credibility is about. Mm-hmm. It's not about that I sold 300 homes mm-hmm. in my first two years of being in real estate. Yeah. It's not about saying that I've netted or I've made mm-hmm. over $2 million in real estate. It's not about saying that I've made a gross of sales of mm-hmm. 30 mil in my first year in real estate. Yeah. All those are numbers are great, yeah. but starting out, you have no credibility. Mm-hmm. You just turned 18. What kind of credibility could you possibly have? <laughs> Right? Yeah. It's about knowing your game, Mm -hmm. knowing what you're doing. And when someone asks you what kind of credibility do you have, say, I'm someone Mm -hmm. who's coming up. I'm someone who knows what he's talking about, who knows what he's doing. And I'm just looking for one person to believe in me to move forward. Mm -hmm. If your friend's asking you what kind of credibility you have, Uh, don't even worry. That's irrelevant. If a follower... Uh, is asking you what kind of credibility you have Mm -hmm. and they're wondering because they're learning from you Mm -hmm. tell them one thing 
do what you're telling them to do and see the results. And if there's no results, then you know I'm speaking out of my mind. Yeah. Your answer is you have the right mentors, you have the right people in your life, and that's where all your credibility will okay. come from. Starting out is going to be a bit tough, but if you know how to hold yourself and walk the walk, I promise you people are just going to start believing that you got it. And that's the most important start to start. Because if people believe you got it, then you can go to step two, which is actually starting to get it. Yeah, that's that's why this this uh, real estate uh, show is called Do Real Estate. It's for me to come here and tell you the tips on it, tell you the information about it. No, give you knowledge. I believe information is power. I don't know about that, that knowledge thing is just being knowledgeable. And so it's for you to go do your research. After say something, go do it. And if it doesn't work, or go do some research and see, compare if what I'm saying is right. But if you can get out where you from, like get out from your couch and doing some stuff, that's what I'm here for. That's it. 100%. Again, this is Do Real Estate. My name is Najib Rusangwa. You can follow me in any freaking social media you want at Najib Rusangwa. Yes, and sir. you can follow my boy here, Karam Kali. He might be coming soon if this is really going forward. And this is like you guys have been liking it. I might bring him back for another topic because I'll be a million You might bring me back? We might bring you back. They got to rate you, man. They uh, got to You gotta... guys got to vote for me to come back on the show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. I hope you guys gain value. Any questions, you shoot me a message on social media. I'll take care of you. But stay listening to Najib. He's got something going. He knows what he's doing. And he's around the right people. Appreciate it, man. All you guys keep on hustling. Najib, I appreciate you having me on the show. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. Take it easy, brother. Again, it went kind of too long, but like... It gotta be long so that you can get enough foot motion for to do what you gotta do. Guys, again, follow me on any social media you want. This is Dudu Real Estate. See you again next week.